Welcome to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. I'm Joey Roberts. It feels as if they're in that grind season that they're just working a lot and they're dedicating a lot of their time and their energy and they're just like working, working, working. And maybe they're get, maybe you're getting results or maybe you're not getting results. I think it's important just to take a step back and just ask, your, ask yourself one simple question of why am I doing what I'm doing? Like, what is the bigger purpose behind this? If you fast forward 10 years from now, it's like, what is the compound effect of me continuing to do everything the same exact way that I'm doing it right now? Welcome to Fearless Sellers, where we are joined by the dynamic Mike Oberwitz, a trailblazer who evolved from selling knives to orchestrating impactful initiatives like PB&J for Tampa Bay. In this episode, we are going to dig into Mike's unique journey, uncovering how he has harnessed AI, maximized his time, and crafted self-sustaining business processes. Get ready to be inspired by Mike's transitioning from knife sales to leading community-driven projects, all while mastering the art of Amazon selling. Welcome, Mike. Thanks, Joie, or also known as Joey. Appreciate you for having me here. Yes, you said it right, Joie. I love it. So y'all listening, the correct pronunciation is Joie, but yes, you can always call me Joey. And I grew up going by Joey, but Joie Roberts is here to dig into Mike. And I got to tell you, Mike, I am so excited to ask you this question because you've actually have proven results. I'm an Amazon selling coach. So many of our community members, especially when they're starting out, their Amazon brand, they ask, well, how do I link my products back to a cause? So tell me about selling your products and how it grew to serve your community. So I would, as much as I would love to say, yeah, I have the secret pill for how you can kick butt on Amazon. I, I mean, that, that's not the, I'm glad that you're, that's not the question that's on the table. The question on the table is how can I link my ability to sell and influence other people to buy and invest in my product or service and back it by something that matters most to, well, them? Well, first, it's got to matter to me, right? It's like, how do I make sure that my mission is tied to something that's more important than just a vehicle? Because that's all the sales is. The vehicle that we're using, uh, called call it business, whatever you want to call it, it's just a vehicle. It's for me to use as a way to communicate my ideas, my philosophies, why I'm here, what is important, what, what, what we're, we're all have, in my opinion, we all have a reason as to why we're doing what we're doing. And if we can get connected to why we're here, why we're doing what we're doing, and then we drive that vehicle called a business towards directionally, we can... We could help a lot of people in the process. Uh, the moment we get stuck, typically, as in business or in sales, is because we're selling for ourselves. And I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan. Walked across fire seven different times. Been you know through his mastering influence and unleashed the power within. Date with destiny. So uh, we obviously uh, ton tons of content from Tony. But he says uh, it's really important to understand what it means to sell. It means to influence. What does it mean to influence to transfer emotion? How do we transfer emotion from myself to them? We got to be passionate. How do we get passionate about something? Well, passion is rooted in uh, in the words to struggle. So I must understand and empathize the struggle in which somebody else is going through for me to get to them. So very long rant to say, how did I do this? It started 
with, uh, it started with me going through my own struggle. And at a Tony Robbins event, I revealed that my mess is my message. And from that realization, and, and that was circa like 2012 is where I started my own like personal branding. But I started in sales back in college selling Cutco kitchen knives. So Cutco is like really high quality kitchen knives uh, through Vector Marketing's direct sales company. And I started selling. I just retired, quote unquote, from selling Cutco after 20 years. So I've personally wow. sold. Wait, how are you selling it? Like you were selling their all, all direct, all direct to consumer. So it's... um. I personally, personally sold out of about a thousand clients buy from me all through direct word of mouth advertising. So one-on-one -on -one presentations, sitting at the kitchen table, demonstrating the product line is how I paid my way through college selling Cutco. So started with friends and family, and then it's all referral based from there. So I built my own referral network of call it 10,000 people that I ended up building my own network with all word of mouth at about a thousand plus buy the Cutco product for about $350,000 and then paid my way through college doing that. When I had graduated college, I advanced into sales management to teach other college kids on how to do what I did as a college kid. And that's what I did for since 2008 until 2023. I just quote unquote retired from it to move on to a different endeavor, but ended up training 5,000 other people to sell about $19 million worth of Cutco products. So. um we can unpack as much as you want from that, but uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's the, the question on the table was how to tie it to a cause. My cause started when I was just entering into sales. My cause was how can I pay for college? <laughs> and then yeah. as I graduated in, in my uh, experience, my causes changed. Yeah. And that's, that's the real answer. But I, I did catch a key thing in there is the product that you were selling was not necessarily a struggle to sell uh, like about the knives, but it was your struggle that you needed the Correct. money. And so you took a leap and that's a pretty hard job. Um, I mean, you're telling it really quick, but like, that's a really hard job to go into people's houses at such a young age and sit there and, and just sell products. And whether we're doing products online or whatever, but you have to understand and know the product and know how, how to sell. So um, very cool that you did it. And you've been selling, you sold them for 20 years. So 20 years in between sales management and also, because here's what happened when you, when I shifted to sales management, I'm no longer selling the Cutco product. I'm more so selling the opportunity to sell Cutco products. So recruiting was the sale of uh, providing jobs to young professionals was really the sale, same same concept, just a different vehicle. Um, and that's why oftentimes the, the, the vehicle doesn't necessarily matter. It matters why you're doing what you're doing. For me, I was, I was helping a certain audience. So whether I was helping someone at the kitchen table make their cooking experience better, more efficient, easier, or if I'm helping a college kid be able to pay their way through college or currently helping busy entrepreneurs buy back their time so they could reinvest their time to what matters most to them. It doesn't matter what the vehicle is. What matters is how clear am I on number one, who am I helping? And number two, what are those problems that I'm trying to solve? And what is my promise to solve those problems for that person? So I had to get really clear of who I'm helping, how am I helping them, what are their problems, and making sure that I can package my message in a way that's concise, you know, 
I could communicate effectively that message to them in a way that they say, he's talking to me right now. Wow, he's talking to me. Uh, so my goal for this conversation is, who am I talking to? Well, if I'm talking to someone in sales, I got to make sure that that's, who I'm, that's who's receiving this message. So we got to make sure that we know who we're talking to and then craft our message toward those people to help them solve the problems. Yeah, exactly. You, you, you know your buyer first. Got to. You got to know who, you're, who, who that ideal avatar is and build your messaging on behalf of, of, of that. So then how did your uh, PB&J Tampa Bay initiative come about? Uh, it's actually a funny story. So there was a college kid who just broke up with his girlfriend, was pouting around the office. And uh, I said, well, you know, what do you want to do? Tony Robbins says off self on purpose. So it's like, how could we, how could we turn this into a gift? What could we do? And he's just like, I don't know. What do you have in mind? So it's just like, well, what if we, you know, raise some money for charity or something? You know, what if we did a canned soup drive or something? And what if we just made some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and passed them out to some homeless people? He's just like, yeah, let's just do that. I was like, all right, how, how do you want to raise up supplies for this? He's just like, I don't know, let's get donations from our Cutco customers. I was like, all right, I'll enroll the sales team. You go to your customers. And we, we had like seven volunteers come out. We raised up enough supplies, jars of peanut butter, jars of jelly and bread. And we made 350 sandwiches. And we uh, found a shelter in the area. And uh, this is two, February, of 2000, and, uh, February of 2015. And went to the shelter, distributed them out. And I said, what'd you guys think? And they said, that was really great. We should do it again. So I was like, all right, let's do it next month. So then we did it the next month. Um, we made like 500 sandwiches the next month. And we did it every single month from 2015 until really that when COVID hit, we had to shut it down for a little bit. But uh, it grew. The news picked it up. We ended up making 8,000 sandwiches our first year and then 20,000 our next year. And then... Um, when I, I just pass it on to another operator when we hit over 100,000 sandwiches. So wow. one sandwich at a time, uh, just getting local thousands of volunteers have come, uh, come through PB&J for Tampa Bay. And um, it's been, it's been, it was quite an experience. Uh, it didn't, I, it wasn't, I didn't intend on it be like, wow, let's go feed 100,000 people and let's yeah. like turn this into a movement. But one sandwich at a time, once a month uh, to, to get the community together and give back. It was, it's pretty wild to think back, uh, you know, on the journey that got us there, but yeah, it's, that's how most things start. It's just like one step at a time. I'm getting this feeling from you that you start something and it starts to grow and you embrace other people and you pull in other people and get everybody involved. <laughs> That's a that's a good observation in such a short period of time, and I would say it's accurate. And I, I think the reason why I, I have been able to do that is because I've been in the recipient of that for most most of my life too. I've had mentors that just kind of pulled out my superpowers and then put me in positions where I can let those superpowers shine. So I feel that I do that with other who's that I surround myself with. How can I surround myself around really good who's and leverage their superpowers so that way they're doing th something that they enjoy doing that brings them energy that maybe is not something that brings me as much energy or frees me up to be able to spend and invest my time on something that only I can do. But I think it's, I think it's pretty spot on and I, I, I appreciate that and receive that. And uh, I agree. 
Yeah, and I admire that. And there's risk too, though, that comes with being that open and welcoming. And I'm sure some some of our listeners are like, hey, yeah, I, I would love a team of 10 people to come and rally. Like even myself, I sell women's uh, health products and I have a, a book that I wrote on uh, women's fertility struggles. It's like, I would love to just go out and bring this community together. But for me, that also comes with risk and in time how do you how do you mitigate the risk or what's the advice there uh first off appreciate you sharing uh your journey um of what you do uh and what you're helping people with not necessarily your journey but what you're helping people with i i i really appreciate that because we uh my wife and i went through ivf and have our all in story around that due to male factor. And it's been uh, quite the journey to get to where we are. So uh, we could unpack that, you know, different, different conversation, different time, different audience, everything. But um, my, here's what I would say. In business, we, uh, there are, there are certain activities that are high value and there are certain activities that are low value. And we need to understand that it is a dollars and cents transaction when it comes to time. We have 168 hours in a week and we have to figure out how many of those hours as a business owner do we want to spend inside the business and how many of those hours do we want to spend on things that are not inside that business? Friends, family, fun, faith, you fill in the blank. So to answer the question, yeah, letting go of control to to trust other people is it's not essential if you want to do everything and if you're like lonely and by yourself and you don't have a cause that you're excited about and you don't have a family to spend time with and if you don't have fun things that you care about then yeah just just marry your business and just be a grinder and that's all you'll do and you'll just work and work and work and work until eventually you're extremely lonely and burned out and you know uh, your self-worth is completely tied to your business and that's a, that's what eventually will happen and then there's consequences so that's my that's that's my answer to the question which is how do I overset over overcompensate and like be willing to over delegate and be able to enroll other people is because maybe there's a cost there i think the cost of not taking action is much higher consequences than than not enrolling people like if i didn't enroll help and i relied only on myself of course i could do everything but why would i want to it's not that much fun uh and it's also it's almost like irresponsible because if I'm wearing every single hat of my business, then I can't provide great service to those who are recounting me on me to provide great service. So if I'm doing all the fulfillment and I'm doing all the marketing and I'm doing all the selling, I, and and uh, I mean, it's just, again, it's an irresponsible way of approaching a business long-term, at least if I wanted to scale it. Yes. Okay. Two things there. One, you were talking about uh your self-worth being tied into your business. And oh my gosh, Mike, when I was in the corporate world, I thought I was so important at my corporate job and I was really good at it. And I was running a marketing team and I enjoyed it, but like my self-esteem was tied to this corporate job where I was making other people money. So I can totally relate to that. And that was one thing building the businesses I build that I was thinking, I'm never going to have anybody need to feel that much of their self-worth poured into my company. So I want to pour into them and help them also achieve their dreams. So that was one. But I wanted to ask you, at what point, especially being a man, and and, and like, 
I always say this podcast is for everybody, men and women, but there are differences, roles. And I still think a lot of men who are married with kids feel so much pressure that they have to work 24 seven to make, to make money. And it's like, well, what if they only worked eight hours and had the processes in place? So how did, how did you realize that? Sure. It's a great question. Uh, Joie, I love this question. I'm glad you asked it. Number one is if someone does their time dollar per hour audit, okay, let's just do it real quick. Let's say a listener's hearing and they want to make 300 grand in a year. Okay. I want to make $300,000 in a year. Great. How many hours do I want to work each week for 300 grand? Uh, I want to work 40 hours a week. Okay. How many weeks a year do you want to work for that? Uh, I'd like to take four weeks off. Okay. So 48 weeks. So we do 40 hours times 48 weeks and let's do some math. I'll do it too. 48 hours or 48 weeks times 40 hours is 1,920 hours. So nine, 1,920 hours. So if I want to make $300,000 in exchange for 1,920 hours, it's $156 per hour. So therefore, $156 per hour, I have a choice. If I want to work 20 hours a week, not 40 hours a week, then I got to double my target dollar hour instead of 156. I got to be doing $300 an hour work not no longer $156 an hour work. If I want to work 20 hours versus 40 hours, if I'm working 80 hours for that 300 grand, well, now I'm doing $75 an hour work. So the awareness that our time actually has a wage is really important. That's number one. So if I'm, if I'm a busy dad, which I am, and I'm in a community of, and a brotherhood of front row dads that are all family men with businesses, not businessmen with families, which is a big distinction there. If we truly believe that we are working to make money to be a better family person, that in itself, we probably need to have some paradigm shifts. We probably need to have some perspective shifts because there seems to be some inflated ego there that mm -hmm. if someone is under the impression that I'm doing what I do for you, but yet when I'm around you, I'm grumpy, I'm tired, I'm burned out, I'm exhausted, I'm projecting my own insecurities onto you, I'm constantly scrolling and trying to you know, react to everything that's around me. I have no boundaries in my schedule. I have no communication guidelines for people in my life. But yet everything I do is for you. Eh, I would, I would question, I would question a little bit there. So uh, again, lots of different directions I could go here. Um, but that, again, these are just my unfiltered immediate responses to the really good questions that you're, you're throwing at me. Yeah. And that hits home with the putting the time and a price on your hourly rate and your time. And I'll think of it where, uh, especially running my Amazon business, the first one I had where I had everything down by the minute because I, I would bring products in and have them um, modified in a, in a workshop. And I would time people and I would know if they didn't get, you know, 12 pieces done in that hour that it's going to cost my company a lot of money. And so I knew that all the time. But what I haven't done is flipped it and looked at myself in in that regard of time. So that's an exercise that I'm going to do. I challenge everybody listening to do that as well. Like, like exactly what Mike was saying. Like, what? And we want to avoid the, the scarcity now? on that too, right? So it's like, oh well, 
I could just do it because I have the time. It's like, it only takes me five minutes. So, yeah. and that's the justification game that we get into where, yeah, you're right. It only takes you five minutes to do the task once. However, what if we had that? What if we adopted this philosophy? Every time I do a task, I do it as if it's the only time I'm ever going to do it because the next time somebody else is going to do it for me. What if we adopted that mentality for every task that's underneath our target dollar per hour wage? For every test, no matter how tedious or how simple, it's like, oh, that, that's a, that'll only take a minute. I'll just get it done. So no longer are we doing the task to get the task done. We're doing the task to get it offloaded. How do we do that? How do we make sure that every task we do is to do the task to get it offloaded, not to get the task done? So therefore, all of those tasks, as they add up, now you have a team of people around you that make less than you. So you could focus on your genius and somebody else can do all those tasks. Fill in the blank, i.e. social media, i.e. inbox management, calendar management, uh, i.e. Uh, uh, inquiries, customer inquiries or customer service or video editing, graphic yeah, design. Sending text messages. <laughs> sending yeah, text so yeah, All of that. Booking appointments, all of it. You get the, you get the point. Sorry to interrupt. You just struck a chord there. So go. go no, I got excited. I was like, yes. Yeah. It's like that, that exactly makes sense is you you get your SOP in place and then you pick who you're going to offload it to. And I use VAs. I love VAs. I've had a VA for about the same one for about five, six years. And she's very capable. But I will tell you, Mike, I struggle with getting her the SOP and the standard operating procedure and putting it down to hand over tasks that I do not want to do over and over. So don't then don't create the SOP. Just do a video of you doing it and have her create the SOP for you. All right. I got to go, y'all. End of the podcast. I'm busy. I got to go make a video of me getting things <laughs> done so that I can spend more time on my podcast. <laughs> I mean, it sounds so simple, but that's what Dan Martell says in Buy Back Your Time. It's the camcorder method. The camcorder method is I record myself. Loom is my best friend. I record myself on Loom doing the thing, and then I drop it off to my VA team, and I say, cool. Two things. Number one, do the thing. And then number two, create an SOP on how to do the thing. That's that's my whole life. My whole life, I have a team of maybe 12 or 13 virtual assistants that are all me getting stuff done for me as me, just not by me. Everything. I mean, you, you, you name it. And I'm so fired up about that because that gives me the freedom to spend time with my family. We took a three week road trip, you know, in June, I had, I, I just counted up. I took nine full weeks off last year. So nine full weeks off. I, I just, um, by the way, can I share some, uh, this would be a pretty big win. I, I thought it was pretty cool. I just did a recap. We're, we're recording this in January. So I reflected on last year. Okay. Is that okay? Real fast. Yeah, we love wins. So, Let's celebrate. So, you. It's, so it's nine full weeks off. I invested over 30 grand into personal growth. We moved into a new house, bought a new car. We helped over 50 families, bought a new bed and a new couch. We had a, we hired a nanny to help out. We had our new daughter that was born in December. Our son, J James, just turned three. And I also was able to retire my wife. Um, so she doesn't have to work because we came, we became full-time medical parents for a stint there, if you know my story at all, but, and we saved a hundred grand last year. So in one year, saved a hundred grand around everything. I, and I, that wasn't the goal, but it was kind of, it was really, really cool to see on paper after having a conversation with a, with a buddy of mine, when we were reflecting on last year, I was like, wow, that's pretty powerful. And I, it's not like, Again, it wasn't the intent. The intent wasn't 
let me go out and get this prize. It was just, let me live and be a present human and leverage delegation accordingly so I can have time freedom. And from living in that place of an integrity, it's also helping other people. And, and it's just, it's pretty cool. I mean, I, I just, it was remarkable for me just to see and reflect on that. And someone asked, well, what is your goal this year? And the hyperachiever in me is like, I'm going to double it, you know, whatever. And I'm just like, we'll find out. Let's find out. I'm not going to do much different. I'm just going to keep staying present with what's important and what's in front of me and the high value activities. Keep doing those. Keep delegating the low value activities and making sure I'm a present husband and father and, and managing the priorities and keep investing in personal growth and business growth. And it's like, and then we'll see what happens. And that's been a staple for a few years. It was just cool to see some of the scoreboard, you know, air in our favor this past year. Yes. Congrats on all of that. Those are huge accomplishments, accomplishments. And I know it's like, oh, you didn't really think that that was going to happen. But in a way you did because you were designing your entrepreneurship journey so that it didn't own you and you set it up and it sounds like your why was so that, you know, you could spend time with your kids and free up your wife so that she wasn't overwhelmed and could handle medical needs in the family and be there. It, it, it happened by circumstance. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I, the, the, the cliff notes, very short cliff notes was our son was born at one pound, four ounces, and we were in the hospital with him for eight and a half months. So we did not know that we were going to be in the hospital that long. But because of the work that I did in 2016, 2017, hired a business coach and put business systems in place, my business ran without me. My direct sales business with Cutco ran without me and still produced a quarter million in revenue, six figures in profits while we were at the hospital during that period of time. So when I got out September 10th, 2021, I called my coach and I said, do you think we could teach people how to do this? And that was the birthplace of what I do now. He said, let's find out. So we formed our partnership and that's our company, Better Than Rich. And uh, 2022, we partnered up. We created everything that we have now, our virtual assistant services and our operator owner coaching program and our time rich education pillars. And, you know, all of what we created, we launched it 2023 and, uh, or we launched it 2020, uh, December of 2022. We launched everything after like beta tests and testing everything out and having like, like small groups of people. And uh, we now have served hundreds and hundreds of business owners uh, to help them buy back their time using virtual assistants, AI, delegation, team tech, boundary systems, playbooks, all the stuff that we were kind of jamming on. But I had no idea, no clue that this is what was going to come of us, uh, of me answering the question, how am I going to replace my wife's $80,000 a year job so she could be a full-time medical mom? Like, that was it's wild to just see what's what, how the universe conspires when you're willing to play, play full out. Yeah. And, uh, so happy that, that you're, you're, Oh, James is doing great. He's, he's awesome. He's three now. He's fully off the ventilator. Who's vent dependent for his first two years of life. He got his trach removed. His trach got removed in April of 2023. And, um, he is, He's thriving. He's uh, doing just really, really great. And then our daughter, she is uh, eight weeks. Uh, so she's, she's healthy, perfect. You know, we had five pregnancies and 
Ella, our newborn, was the first one uh, who, with no complications at all, and she was frozen in the same batch with James. So it's just, uh, ah, <laughs> she's I understand just that. Patiently waiting in the sidelines for uh, for yeah. us to put her in the game, you know. Oh yeah, my son's <laughs> six, and uh, he was my ninth <laughs> embryo, so I understand mm. freezing and, and <laughs> hoping they make it. I only have one kid though, so just mm. just Ford, um, and then. So you were building out these teams and that is when you, so your mentor helped you build out these teams and then all of this happened. So you were down the path and you, when I proposed, yeah, when I proposed to my wife, I said, I, my dad works six days a week as a plumber. He owns his own plumbing business. So he Ah. missed a lot of my basketball games growing up and. And okay. coming back to the why, I was like, I just, I want to be, have the opportunity to be a more present dad. So when I proposed to my wife, that's when I hired a business coach. I said, all right, my last relationship ended after seven years because I was the grinder. I was married to my business. I was constantly in the business. Why? Because I invested in real estate in my early twenties. I had three rental properties. I was like, I'm going to retire by 40. It's going to be great. And then the market collapsed and I was negative $130,000 near bankrupt with a 400 credit score. So my whole 20s was climbing out of this hole. And that put a lot of tension on that relationship, put a lot of tension on my health. Uh, And that's why I could relate to that entrepreneur that's just like, let me just work my ass off as much as I possibly can to get a return on my investment. And it just, it's not sustainable uh, because there's consequences there. And that's why I say that from a place of integrity because I lived it. So when I proposed to my wife, I said, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to let that happen. I'm going to build a business that doesn't necessarily need me there, that can function without me, that could thrive without me. So that was a couple of years in the making and then, you know, good thing, <laughs> and, and, you know, circumstances happened and uh it was able to run without me and now we're able to teach other people how to do it. And a key thing is investing in yourself and getting a business coach. I have invested, you said $30,000. I've invested $30,000, another coach for $40,000. But to learn to sell on Amazon, I invested in a coaching program, AMZ Insiders, to become a member. And I learned uh, from Jamie Davidson how to sell my sell products online. And as soon as I sold my first Amazon brand, I actually went to Jamie and was like, Hey, I want to partner with you. And I want to give back because it it really was life changing to shift and have that freedom. So I feel that when you went to your coach and was like, Hey, let's build together. It's, and he was only the only reason he was willing to accept that, that conversation is because he's like, yeah, you've put in the work, you've seen You've you've been the recipient of the rewards that go with it. And his background, he's helped scale a company in India from six million to thirty million, and he had a team of fourteen hundred. So wow. he his goal was to help small business owners corporatize their entrepreneurial experience. And I was his first client. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 a fun origin story as far as that goes. Yeah. And and I still am in sales right now. Like I still that's my role for our company. I love sales. I love marketing. I love being uh, on podcasts like this, that's that's how I'm here. I'm I'm doing a hundred of these podcast guesting combos uh, between September and March. I'm at like forty something right now because 
I just think more people need to think this way systematically yes. about their time and their 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 business. And especially it's a rebrand for me after leaving Cutco for 20 years. Like it's just that was a great chapter of life and it served me. I learned a ton and now I'm like, there's another audience that I'm here called to serve. So hence that's why we're having this conversation. And I have to I have to revisit the the front row dads because you hear so much about you know, women and moms, but I love that dads are uniting and dads need, need, need support and need to rally together about the pressures that they have as well. Oh, big time. And we, we have uh, six pillars in front row dads. Uh, right now we're in the wealth and legacy pillar. So that's the first, um, where we start the year. Then it goes to intentional parenting and thriving marriage, vibrant health, business evolution, and emotional intelligence. So each, every two months, that's like kind of the focus. And there's like little uh, summits or conversation topics or challenges uh, just during that, during those two months. And then we have just lots of support, lots of support conversations offline, online. I mean, it is a brotherhood. And if you're a dad right now and you're like, man, this is hard, hard stuff. I don't know if we can curse. I caught myself. You can say shit on my show. No big deal. I mean, it is. I mean, this is real talk and it's real talk with real men who are, are, I would say 90, it's probably like 90% they own their own business, maybe 10% they don't, but they're all welcome, man. We, we're, we're a great group and, um, there's, there's no, uh, there's no boundaries, man. We, we really speak the unspoken inside this community and, uh, people will call each other out and level up and support and love on one another. And it's, 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 it's a fantastic group of humans. And, um, uh, I can't emphasize it enough to have that, to have that community because I didn't have that one, but when I was single, I created my own called the healthy CEO dad tribe. And, uh, cause I wasn't a dad yet. So I started my own and I had my own little group of friends and I interviewed them and I forged it. And then as soon as James was born, I was like, all right, guys, thank you. I'm going to join this front row dad thing, but I still have my tribe, but I've, I've now moved a couple of those guys over that have kids, front row dads, but those that haven't had kids yet, um, it's it, the brotherhood is so critical is that's the short of it is to have other people on the journey with you, uh, that are like-minded and that you could, um, you know, iron sharpens iron. I think it's important. And we'll it's not a bash fest. It's not. It's like, oh, let's bash our wives and talk about sports. You know, it's it's like complete opposite of that. It's how do I level up my relationship with my partner and uh, you know co-parent uh, on the same uh, on the same wavelength? And how can I you know take care of me and also take care of we? Uh, but it's not like, yeah, I, I think that's I think that's important. It's very important. And um, I can put the link in the show notes to Front Row Dads or if people just go to the website. But I think sure. that's a, that's a, an amazing group you have. I agree. I agree. And if there's anyone that's listening right now, especially here for whatever it's worth, if there's anyone listening right now that feels as if they're in that grind season, that they're just working a lot and they're dedicating a lot of their time and the energy and they're just like working, 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 and maybe they're get, maybe you're getting results or maybe you're not getting results. I think it's important just to take a step back and just ask, your, ask yourself one simple question of why am I doing what I'm doing? Like, what is the bigger purpose behind this? If you fast forward 10 years from now, it's like, what is the compound effect of me continuing to do everything the same exact way that I'm doing it right now? 
And if you can get in touch with the consequences of doing everything, I really think that that would be enough pain to want to change. Now, you can't necessarily change overnight, but it's like to have the desire to say, there's a better way of doing the same thing. I can leverage my genius. I can do the things that bring me energy, and then I can offload the rest. I would love if it's, you know, it's up to you if you wanted to give uh, your listeners this invitation, but I will love to have a conversation with you or if you're that person. Um, I'm right now I'm doing free 90 day delegation plans. Uh, anybody who hops on my calendar, I'll map out 90 days with you, with me. It's not someone from my team. And I would just do a 90 day delegation plan. How do you offload all those low value tasks? And then if it makes sense for our, my services and our company to like actually help you, we will. But like, it's, it's my gift to the marketplace right now. That's, that's what I'm doing. My, my day is filled up with podcast guesting and doing 90 day delegation plans, uh, because it's fun and they could go to better than rich.com slash 90 day plan, nine zero day plan and uh, book a call. I, I usually they're about 40 minutes and, uh, I love it. it brings me so much energy just to hang out with a business owner who says, I really want to get some of my time back. I, I'm a, I'm a high earner and I have a family, but man, I need some time back. And if that's you, I'd love to have a, have a, a great conversation of just like figuring out how to offload some stuff. That is awesome. Everyone take them up on that offer. I just went to the website and it's the real deal. It has the calendar. I'll put this link in the notes as well. But cool. Yes. And I, I mean, I, I'm feeling empowered too. I want all of us to get our time back and, and to spend time where, where we want to. And my why was my son, my family, you know, my husband, and also working out. I always just want to be able to work out and like clear my head when I wanted to. And no matter if I think that was selfish or superficial or not, it, it was part of my why. Like if I can work out, I can show up better for my for my kid. And I also don't want to be overwhelmed and stressed out. It's, it's interesting how, when we are not taking care of our health, how low energetic, how, how the low energetic shows up in other places. And we project from a low energetic and from a place that is, um, like our deepest insecurities sometimes show up from that place. So it is not so it is in your positive self-interest to feed your body and to feed your mind uh, and go to the gym and listen to podcasts and take care of your health. So um, that that's again, self-imposed belief, but I agree with you. So that is not selfish at all. In fact, you got to fill up your cup is what I believe. Yes. All right, Mike, we're about to wrap up. I feel like we could keep this conversation going for days, but I do have to get to school pickup. Um, what are you excited for and looking forward to for the last rest of, of 2024? Like what's, what's exciting beyond the, you know, hitting your podcast goals. I know you'll hit that. Uh, big right now is we want to help a hundred. I'm calling them Henry's high earners, not time rich yet. So not rich yet, but time rich helping a hundred Henry's get a hundred hours a month of their time back. So on average, 25 hours a week. So that's, that's my focus and that's what I'm excited about. And I'm one of those Henry's. So I'm, I'm excited. We just booked a, a seven night cruise, uh, for the family and we are going to, you know, book a, a couple more travel things. We're just, we're just excited to enjoy our kids and I want to help other, other busy business people do the exact same thing, be able to spend that time, be intentional. And if they got a hundred hours back, <clears throat> wow, this is my like 
BHAG, but I do believe that the divorce rate could be impacted. I think the teen suicide rate could be impacted. And I think the differences and the changes that we want to see in the communities could be impacted by these Henry's, these high earners. They're not rich yet. They're not time rich yet because they're dedicated so much time to their business. Let's frame up for that business and they could spend time leveraging their time doing impactful things inside their marriages, inside parenting, inside their communities, inside their providing jobs in their businesses. And um, I feel like I could play a part in that. So that's that's what I'm doing. So uh, now you know, full circle, what am I selling? Who am I selling it to? It's backed by a mission, but the mission is more important than the vehicle to get there. I just paired the two together because it needs you need the passion, you need the energy behind it. Uh, in order for it to become across authentic and and be the truth, so uh, I didn't I didn't know it was going to come that way, but there we go. We made it happen. Yeah, right? full circle and full so circle. genuine, and you're living proof of it, right? You got to find somebody <clears throat> who has achieved the results that that you want to achieve. So then it's it's not really salesy. It's like, hey, you you can you know you're not going to chase people down. They can come to you because you know you, you're living the life that you set out for. I appreciate that, Joie. And thank you for having me. And I'm excited to help wherever I can. And if there's a way to serve, I'm here. I'm all about it. Awesome, Mike. Well, until next time, stay fearless. If you're already selling on Amazon or you're looking to get started and you want my help, go to amzfearless.com to book a free strategy selling session. We can see if we can help you out. That's AMZ fearless.com. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. Until next time, stay fearless.